W Sports. What's up, what's up, what's up out there, everybody? It's your boy, Wildcard Mark, and I'm in the building. What up, though? The man with the Grandmaster playing Detroit Mail in the building. What's good, big brother? What's good, man? It's another Monday, man. Another Monday. Hey, it's all right. It's another day to get to the money. It's another day to survive. It's another day to hustle. <laughs> So here we are. We live. IOW Sports. All right. Hope you are tuned in. Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. IOW Sports is the channel. Man, it's just another day. Trying to get another dollar. Shit. They say, shit, I'm trying to get 15 cents. <laughs> I'm trying to see who that feels like. <laughs> Happy post-Valentine's Day. Uh, to all the lovebirds out there that got some cutter last night. I got some Cut it. Doesn't cut it last nah. <laughs> You know, that's what you're supposed to do on Valentine's Day. You know. Well, you know, had to work it out. <laughs> work it out. Work it out. Work it out. <laughs> yeah, and then we got the single people. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I used to be in those shoes, too. Them shit suck. I still am. <laughs> it's by choice, right? It's by choice. Okay. It's by choice. Okay. It's by choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna work itself out. I'm at the same man. Don't don't drive up over there, boy. Don't, oh, I'm good. Don't, 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 I'm good. I mean, I, I, <laughs> don't prune up on us. I'll keep one on deck when it get a little too dry. You know, so I ain't worried about that. And look here. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Tom Fulu Monday. Yes, the shenanigans have begun. But um, man, it's it's crazy because we have now entered that time of the year. Which, right, right. Where yesterday was the first Sunday without football. Right, right. But today, the Monday, mm-hmm. the following Monday, is usually the day of drama. You know, That's all true. the hypothetical and the quote unquote possibilities of player movement begin. Right, right. So. We stumbled on a quote, mm. a quick take mm-hmm. from Mike Tannenbaum. Right. And uh, if you're not familiar with him, of course, he's an analyst on uh, ESPN, uh, the Get Up Show. But he is an actual former general manager. Right. So he's familiar with this position. Mm-hmm. And he had a take on Dak Prescott and you know, we had a somewhat of a format, and then when I heard this, I'm like, got to talk about this. <laughs> because what he said is the most craziest junk I didn't ever heard. Right. And this is from a guy that's a former GM. Right. Play, play that clip, Melly Mel. Mike Tannenbaum always, he's got these ideas, and they always turn out to be right. And we've talked, we talked in our meeting this morning about how Jerry Jones finds himself in the very unique circumstance for him of not having any leverage in this circumstance. So what's one way he could rectify this situation? You know, Greeny, they could get him signed and they could trade him straight up for Deshaun Watson. It's player for player and it solves one problem for one team and another for, for Dallas. And when you think about where, where we are, Jerry Jones has made a 40 to $50 million mistake, Greeny. Two years ago, it would have been about 32 to $33 million a year for Dak Prescott. Now that number is going to be closer to $40 million. On five or six years, that's about a $50 million mistake. Kimberly's right. Kirk Cousins is a great example. Dak's going to do even better. So one way for Jerry Jones, who's 
in a very un unique position of not having leverage, trade him for Deshaun Watson, get a player who's slightly better under contract for five years. Bingo, bingo, bingo. So we're just going to, like, uh, shut it down. That's that's Bart Scott, former, former linebacker. Uh, homeboy, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. So that's Bart Scott. And the reason why we stopped the video is because I felt the same way. I'm trying to figure out why would a former GM say something that to me is just craziness. That is crazy, man. You used to be a GM and you're saying stuff like this? Is and the Dolphins never really... Okay, so he was there with the Jets when he went to two AC Championship games, but I see why they never got over the hump. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that's crazy. What it what you feel about that, Big Bro? Because like I'm still trying to put all my words together because I'm trying to keep it PG thirteen because it's the daytime <laughs> show. I can say the the crazy crazy mess for my show at midnight, but right, I just... right. <laughs> um, one thing. Why would Zach go? Why would, I mean, Dak. You want to call the nigga Dak? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> why would he go for that? You know what I'm saying? If I was Dak, I wouldn't go for that. Yeah, we've talked about it more than once. Everybody needs to get out of you. Everybody's getting out of Houston. Right. Well, why would I, why in the world would I say, if I want the best for me, why would I put myself in that whole big mess when they, they already have a Pro Bowl caliber, you know, talent that can take a team to the Super Bowl. Right. Himself wants to get out of there and Deshaun Watson will what? <laughs> Who would want to subject themselves to that pain? That doesn't make any sense, man. I, here's my thing: if if I'm Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson, first first of all, why would Deshaun Deshaun never mention he want to go to the Cowboys? So that the Cowboys not even on his list. So that's already a a no for Deshaun. Second, if I'm Dak and I'm seeing all the stuff Deshaun going through and shoot JJ White and the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Why do I want to go there? So I don't know what Tannenbaum thought he was, <laughs> he was talking about. That, was, that doesn't make any kind of sense. Man. I'm trying to figure out what exactly was he thinking when he said that. I mean, that's why he's not a GM no more. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth about that one. Right. That shows why you, my man. That's why you not with you. <laughs> you on ESPN talking about right. it now. That's why you not on the football team <laughs> in the organization. You talking stupid nonsense. Just craziness. I mean, that just, man. And then that, that makes me question why situations are where they are with the discrepancies right, right. on, you know, with certain you know, pretty much do the Rooney rule and right, right, and minorities getting hired for you know executive jobs and stuff like that. So that 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 brings that up. <laughs> that's crazy, because that's, man. Because nothing. I mean, he he was a GM for the Jets. He was a GM for the Dolphins. Right. So he's had more than one opportunity. And and for you to, my thing is, is people usually say what they feel mm -hmm. more times than not. Right. You know what I mean? Of course, you're gonna. Had to weed out the the fakers and and the uh, you know the fugazis, but <laughs> usually people what they say and, and is a reflection on kind of pretty much their thought process, right? So if he's if he's talking craziness like this now, there had to have been some craziness <laughs> with his whole mindset when he was a GM doing the job. I mean, I don't understand. It, bro. <laughs> I do not understand it. This, this is beyond my scope of understanding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Right now, I'm just like, what? Like, look, you can have your opinion, have your thought processes. You know, that's the beauty of America. Right. We're all not going to think the same. But sometimes you got to admit, like, not only are you on the, like, the, far side of this thought process. You you 
deep out there. Way like, out you, there. you way out there. <laughs> like, you know, talking about an island of one. <laughs> Man. You out there, out there. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, my goodness, bro. But that's what happens this time of the year. Right. When there's no football. I mean, don't get me wrong. Of course, we know there's other sports. But, I mean, there's, there's been other sports, and uh, you know, entities that tried to make their way into the football realm. Right. I mean, you had the XFL a couple of times, mm-hmm. you know. You know, I got to admit, so the first one bombed, you know. They they got people to watch on the first one, and that happens. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised that they had success in the first few games, but then how do you keep people coming back? Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and Vince McMahon failed because he – Tried to run it like it was. Okay, so <laughs> we have to technical difficulties here. So he tried to run it like it was WWF at that time, right? Or WWE when it first began. And he's only known how to run a wrestling company. So the second time around, he actually did better because he actually started putting football people. In places like came up with a commissioner and all right, that, right? Right. Um, so, uh, Andrew Luck's dad, Oliver Luck, mm-hmm. was like the commissioner. You know, he had set up a, a pretty much a, a XFL hierarchy like the NFL would, you know, have a commissioner, have you know, owner. And all that stuff, but I mean, Vince owned all the teams, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> you know, there weren't no owners. But, you know, that had been, if Vince was smart, that had been a time for him to start breaking that mode of having more minority owners and um, of a team. You know, I think he missed the opportunity right there. Yeah, I think that, um, what's the XFL, you know, COVID kind of messed them up this time. Yes. Um, they were actually doing pretty t- pretty well. People was talking about it. People was watching it. You know, they was getting some kind of um, excitement stirred up about the XFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to say whether or not that'll come back after everything shakes out with the COVID this year. Well, the Rock. Uh, I, I keep, know the Rock. Has, I keep calling yeah. it the Rock. Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne yeah. Johnson. And he did. Um, yeah, he ended up buying it out. Buying it out. But that, that doesn't mean it's going to have the same success. No, but I will say that. You know, he's been, you know, post his wrestling career. Right. Well, he, hold on a second. Let, we're going we're gonna to come back because we have a technical difference. Yeah, we're going to I'm going to try to bring us back. <laughs> so just hang on with us. Yeah, let's take a quick look commercial break. Looking for a great home-cooked meal and you don't have time to prepare it? Well, your solution is here. Mad Mac Catering. The food is made with love and with a touch of soul. Contact us at 704-516-4334 or on Twitter at SmadMac or the website www.madmax.net. That's www.madmacs.net. Hey, and we are back. It's your boy, Wakarmar. We back in the building. Detroit, Melly Mel. What's good? Yeah, welcome back. Sorry for the technical difficulties, you know, hey. We just trying to put on the show, man. Right, right. right. <laughs> trying to get it right. Yeah, things happen. You know, shit <laughs> sure happen. But um, before I, we went on break, we pretty much was talking about, you know, just the first Sunday mm-hmm. without sports. Uh, I'm sorry, not without sports, but without NFL. Um, right. Pretty much the most popular sport that everybody watches um, of all the major sports. But, um. There was some basketball yesterday, mm-hmm. and you know I'm a Lakers head. Um, so Anthony Davis got hurt. I saw that man. Uh, he already missed a few days earlier in the week because he wanted to rest him because of was it his Achilles? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, wanted to rest it. And when I first heard that, I'm like, uh, usually when you're trying to rest. Because of Achilles strain, you know, 
that don't that don't sound too good to begin with. <laughs> I mean, that didn't that happen with KD? It did. Like it was they, out for a while, and then in the finals, mm-hmm. snapped it. Right. Um, but just the way that Anthony Davis was walking off the court. I mean, I ain't no medical doctor. Because I saw it live, and I saw um, mm-hmm. when Kobe did his, right. um, I saw that one live. They kind of did that same walk, so they both had a free throw, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> you know, stayed in, shot their free throws, and then, you know, kind of stood there at the line, and then, you know, somebody had to foul, and, and the way he was walking off that court, I mean, like I said, I ain't, you know, I'm, I'm a regular Joe Schmo. <laughs> I ain't no money man, you know. Right. I ain't no doctor. I ain't no MD. I ain't, I ain't Makai Pfeiffer on ER. <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> you know. Hey. I think it's interesting because I think you, uh, you had brought up the point to a, wh- a couple shows ago. You talked about him being him staying healthy, Anthony Davis staying healthy, and stuff like that. And now it's interesting. Now here again, he's hurt. <laughs> you know. He now is he having durability issues, um, and uh, you know without Anthony Davis, it's gonna be I can't see them beating Brooklyn because when Tesla comes, I think they play Brooklyn two more games. Okay, but it's funny that you bring up Brooklyn mm-hmm. because I I went on record in saying that I see Lakers and Brooklyn in the finals, right? But you know KD's missed some time. Mm-hmm. He's missed. Um, now it's it's a couple of games since he's going to miss because of uh, hamstring soreness or something like that. Right. But other than that, he's missed games just because of this whole uh, COVID contract tracing. That's true. And then um, Kyrie missed his time for his little sabbatical little mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. And then you get the trade for James, but it hasn't really been a lot of games that all three of them has played together. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and so their jail situation still is taking time. Right. And then you, you take that with uh, Anthony Davis possibly missing some time. Mm-hmm. You know, those are two different teams. I'm not I'm not really so certain if my pick is going to happen that we're going to get to the finals. I think they'll get to the finals. I, I don't see I don't see too many people in the East beating Brooklyn. No, you know what I'm saying. I mean, but you know the East is always uh, kind of just looks anybody. Look strong. Um, Milwaukee's always going to be. Milwaukee's right always going to be yeah. in the conversation, you know. But I, I just think like Brooklyn is going to find a way to put it all together. It, it's just too much talent there. I mean, you know, um, there's been some trade rumors and stuff like that. You know, will Brooklyn go after uh, um, Bill? He. Ain't. He's already saying, I don't think he's going. Um, I think he's content staying in Washington right. for some reason. Um, then a few other people, uh, Andre Drummond, you know, when they go after Andre Drummond. Yeah, they, um, they've been talking about that for a minute. So, you know, you have a few things, too, down, up, down the line that may help strengthen that team. So one of the big three is out. You got somebody to help, you know, take up that spot until they come back. Um Barring any in, in injuries or any COVID, you know, any COVID incidents, mm-hmm. I don't see nobody beat them. Now, going back to the Lakers, I believe that without Anthony Davis, they can't they can't beat them. They they need Anthony Davis. They need Anthony Davis and LeBron are the backbone of that, of that team. But together, they the championship for that team. I yeah. think without either one, it'd be hard or close to impossible for them to win a championship. I mean, <laughs> it, it really depends how long Anthony Davis is going to be out. Right. If, if this is really a serious, a serious Achilles injury, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole different team, and LeBron. Even though he, uh, we know of his greatness, we know how great he is. Right, right. We know that you know he's pretty much the goat of his time. We mm-hmm. get that. We understand. Right. 
what comes with his name. Mm. But this is 36, Bron. This and don't get me wrong, he's looking phenomenal. Yeah, he's looking good. But to to pretty much try to turn back the hands of time when he was in those early Cleveland if days. I could turn back <laughs> but you know, that's that's a different ask of your body at 36 to do what he was doing in his early 20s, carrying a franchise to finals. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think he needs Anthony Davis. Well, they need each other, but I'm saying since Anthony is the one that's hurt right now, Yes, he needs he needs Anthony Davis to lean back on, you know, when that 36 body kicks in and say, hey, little nigga, we need to sit this down for a second. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's already been talking about trying to manage his minutes to begin with. Right coming into the season. So, I mean, you're talking about pretty much maxing it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way that it, okay, so it'll pretty much, in my opinion, pretty much turn into when LeBron's first year in the Lakers got there. Mm-hmm. When <laughs> That's when he was like, yo, I need the pieces. <laughs> right, right, I can't do this. Because that first season was, what does he have around him? Mm-hmm. What can he play with? Right. So now, now that there's no Anthony Davis, it pretty much is a repeat of this first season with the Lakers. Now, what do you have around you? I mean. So here's the thing. So do you, before the trade deadline, go out and get somebody? I said that they should have did that a while ago. I mean, um, and, you know. What about uh, shout out Bill to going there? So, Bill's. It's not going nowhere. It's in. The, it's up in the air, man. It, it, you, when you hear some reports, you hear different reports, and yeah, sometimes it sounds like the reports saying he's leaning towards leaving out of uh, DC. Then you hear other reports saying he's saying he's going to stay. So no, no, no. Trust me, I'm, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. So we don't know. You got to take a grain of salt with it. We don't know how. If it, so, here's, here's another point or piece I want to add to that. Russell Westbrook, you know. He was in OKC, right? Then he went from there to Houston, and him and um, one year, him and um, James Harden didn't work out, right? Yeah. Now he goes to DC. Now you see him, Bill. Now I'm not saying it is is his fault, but is it a Russell Westbrook issue also? Cats don't seem to stay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Paul George went to OKC, right? And then it what happened lasted what two years maybe? Mm-hmm, he's not out. No, it, 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 so I mean, so with that being said, could that be the thing or the callus that push him out of DC? Like I'm gonna tired of playing in Orlando. You know, because in his mind, yeah. F- I mean, like, from what I hear, because I mean, I don't really know what's in his mind, but in his mind, it seems like he wants that. I want to be loyal to DC. I want to be loyal to them. I want to. I, I want to make it happen here. Make it happen. Get bring them a championship, this and that. But at the same time, if it's being, t- if there's some some toxicity going on. Yeah, but I mean, I haven't I haven't really heard anything of that nature. That, right. You know, because to me, when you keep seeing reports that he's okay with staying, then maybe yeah. everything's all good in DC land. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, but we don't know. But here, here's if I'm Bradley Bill. If you want to stay in D.C., cool, but, you know, John Wall's gone. He's out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, for years it was him and John Wall, and then John Wall will always get hurt, so then it ends up being Bradley Bill. Right. So he's used to being in that mindset that is about, you know, my performance is how far the team's going to go. Right. But the only problem is there's really never been much around Bradley Bill. And that, that, that's DC. another issue with DC. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, I was probably bringing him up for the Lakers, but since we're on that too, that's the whole issue with DC is they need never have the pieces around him mm-hmm. to build. So that goes back to why should you stay? What's keeping you? What's loyal? keeping you there? I mean, yeah, I understand you want to be loyal. I understand you want to bring a championship there, but they're not going to do what they need to do to help. To help you. I mean, same thing Kimber Walker was doing. Right. Why, why are you going to say? You know, I mean. It, you only got so much time that your body is going to hold up. Hey. You know what I'm saying? To keep you playing at a high level every year. 
that usually what happens with small markets when they have at least one superstar on their team. Right. Well, I, okay, so I'm I'm considering Bradley Beal superstar because mm-hmm. he's he could be top twenty five. Well, I mean, he, he's been in the he's been in the All Star. Yeah, but I'm saying like he, so I, I, I would put him in the top twenty five yeah, of all the players right. in the NBA. So mm-hmm. like, so you know that's what happens is you know same thing that was like I said uh, with um Kimba Walker in mm-hmm. Charlotte. He was the Hornets superstar. Right. But MJ's like, look, I can give you the max deal, but I can't put much around you. Mm-hmm. I want you to go get your bread. Go somewhere that's going to get you your money and still have a team around you. I right. Mean, that's why he went to Boston. You know, uh, unfortunately, that situation haven't really panned out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't, in my opinion, he hasn't brought Boston Celtics a step closer to a championship. Yeah. I mean, because they haven't. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think Kimball Walker's window is closed. Yeah. I, I mean, unless he is half up on something, you know, real special, I think his, his, his window's closed. Honestly, I don't think his window's closed. It, it'll go as far as uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum take it. Because yeah. they've already shown that they – the pieces to start building around right. Boston. But I understand that, but I'm saying, and they're young. Yeah, but what if Boston? Boston's a peculiar team. When they had, when they went, when they had that one push, and they missed the um, finals. Kevin, is that three years ago? In Cleveland, went? yeah. Yeah, I think that right there, that following year, if they didn't put, they didn't put the pieces they need to help them get over that hump. I think now, yeah, because they had that. Run. I think that window was kind of closing on them too. Now I said it's closed. Oh no, but it's closing. <laughs> See, but that's but that's what I'm saying. Jason uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown, they they're battle tested. Mm-hmm. They went to that Eastern Conference uh, right. Conference Finals against Bron. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been to the playoffs following years after that, mm-hmm. and then of course that run when they when they went to uh, to the ECF. Against LeBron and them, they pretty much did that without Kyrie. Right. So there was something to build on, and then right. the, the Gordon Hayward signing didn't work out. He mm-hmm. got injured, and mm-hmm. in that situation, he just never integrated into the, into the team. Right. So, but what I'm saying is, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have showed that at an early age, in 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 years, but in years of it, in basketball terms, puts them ahead. You know what I'm saying? Makes them more, more, more mentally ready for, you know, pressure situations in the playoffs because they've been there. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Build around them, and Kimba should be able, you know, still has the talent enough to, you know, just add. You don't need, you know, this is not Charlotte no more. He doesn't need to be the feature, and I hope he understands that because he does. He's not the featured player like that anymore. Right. I just I I'm hoping that he understands that because he's not the number one option anymore, and I, and if Boston can figure that out, you know I think they can they could make a run in the East. So I that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't honestly just you know I'm not retracting what I'm saying. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that there's obstacles for Brooklyn in the East. Yeah, yeah, but I still see them coming out the East. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see none of them actually. When it comes down to talent, it's hard to beat that. You're right. You know, I can't see nobody actually beating them, man. I mean, and, and that's pretty much what I'm still riding with the Knicks. Uh, not the Knicks, but the Nets on that. Right. Is because, you know, eventually, you know, talent can get you so far. But while in the mix of that, start building that chemistry to make you a team. And not you're not just talented, you're a talented team. Right. You know what I'm saying? And especially with, you know, Kyrie pretty much saying, Hey, I'm the shooting guard, you the point the other day with James Harden. Like literally just saying it. Right. Like, rectifying and, you know, establishing a role at that point, in that moment, like, hey, James, you the point, I'm the shooter. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're gonna need mo- more moments like that. And actually communicate that out because, like I said, they still need to form that chemistry, especially with all three of them together. They haven't really been able to play together. 
a lot since the trade. You know, and I'm worried about that. And then, you, you know, Katie's missing a couple of games now. That was, that was not just, you know, them trying to get chemistry. Now it's, it's starting to look like little knick-knack injuries now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out. But like I said, I'm still going to stick on my pick, Brooklyn and um, the Lakers, man. I just can't see no one beating them. I just can't see no one beating them, man. I hear you. I mean, like I said, we don't know um, how injuries going to happen. Mm-hmm. Injuries happen all the time. All the time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, barring any injuries, I don't see no one beating them. Yeah. No one. And I can't remember. I think I, shout out to the Man Down Podcast because if y'all can find this tape. I would hope y'all could, because I I swear I swear on it. I said on their show, mm-hmm. uh, in the comment that um, the Lakers should go ahead and try to. Matter of fact, it was after they won the uh, the bubble championship. I pretty much, you know, kind of made a statement that they should go ahead and try to um, get a third a third piece that can be a buffer. You know, just in case the situation with Anthony Davis getting hurt, right? Because my thing is that wasn't a no, that wasn't a surprise. No, it wasn't. I mean, he he's been de- dealing with the same issues when he was down in New Orleans. That's why I, I was like, why not have you know a third kind of backup? I agree. I agree with you, bro. Prepare I yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Like, am, am I nuts to thinking like that? No, man. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. But um, I want to talk. I want to bring this up. Yeah, I was watching some things about the um, NCAA. Okay, you know, and they was talking about the blue bugs of the NCAA. This since I think it's nineteen sixty one. This will be the first time you won't see Duke, Kentucky, Kentucky, UNC, and Kansas. Michigan State, and Kansas won't even be in a tournament. That. <sighs> That right there. That's at like, stake. Right. Since 1961, wow. you don't see none of those teams. Those teams always in the tournament. Always. You know, as much as I hate Michigan State. But, you know, they, they part of Blue you, Blood. You, 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 they part of it. You know what? I, you know what? This is the reason why they should have never did the one and done. Mm. Just think about they it. They'll get a chance to build a dynasty. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Right. It's because every year you're replenishing talent. Yes, you're mm-hmm. going to get the best recruiting classes, mm-hmm. but you, you're, trying to, you're trying to build a team chemistry. Right. And because I think they, Max, they may play like 30, 32 games. Mm-hmm. It's not like the NBA where there's 82 games. You, you can go in quarters and try to build on something. Right. You literally have to come out as a team from the get-go mm-hmm. and already hitting on 100. Right. And that's hard to do just because you got all the talent. Like I said, talent can only take you so far. Mm-hmm. But you have you have to be the best team in tournament play. March Madness is not about the most talented team. It's the most complete team. Because you may have all the talent in the world, but that's why Cinderella upsets happen every year. You weren't the best team right. at that moment. Right. And you and if you're not the best team on a one and done situation, good luck. hmm I think too so a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on the fact these blue bloods won't be there. And you know, and, and some people talk about the markability of the a championship. Yeah. Well not a tournament, but even when we get down to the final four or the championship game, and you don't have recognizable, teams. marketable teams yeah. there, wouldn't be watched. It'll still be watched. It's, Here's it's, my it's thing. Pandemic. Here's my thing. Well, that too. People need something to watch. Bro. I remember, like, <laughs> you seen to play, uh, college like George Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Gulf Coast. Right. For, and they, they went, that was intriguing to me. Yeah. And I, that made me watch even more. Yeah. I want to see how far they're going to go. So I think. With Steph Curry and Davidson. Yeah, and Davidson. Oh, yeah, my God. Right. Oh, so, I got to watch this. Yeah, so you, it made you want to watch. And not only that, George Mason 
Because they went back a couple of times. They became a household name. Remember? A VCU. VCU. Yeah. Household. They was household name. Shaka smart. Shaka shaka. Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, Gonzaga. Yeah. Was, was a sorry team at first. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Now they were a powerhouse. Now a powerhouse. So, I mean. I didn't even think of that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you say, who is these people? Yeah. Where, where is that at? You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know Gonzaga. I didn't realize that. Uh, it was in Washington. What's name play there? But, uh, uh, Steve, uh, John Stockton. John Stockton. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, okay. That's where he came from. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Before, I was like, you know, so so I, I think that here's the problem I see, and I talk about this in all walks of life, but since we talk particularly about sports, there's a time in life where things move on. Mm-hmm. And those who are in certain positions, they don't recognize that change, that transition. And not recognizing that transition, sometimes they get overtook. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that NCAA is a big behemoth. So I'm not saying that they may get overtaken, mm-hmm. but they may miss out on a wave that's coming. You know what I'm saying? Because things happen. Things change, and it's not. It may not be about the blue bloods anymore. Maybe you know what I'm saying people start getting interested in some of these smaller, smaller schools. Yeah, you know, and I think that you know, in that you you don't worry about that. You push what you have, and I think if you push what you have, push the story. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's a that's a storyline right there when you see. Uh, University of uh, Tumbleweed State. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Tumbleweed State. You know what I'm saying? Well, you see them. They never heard of that school. You, you push that story like, look how far they're going. And, you know, they, they didn't shoot. They had to go get their own ice for the ice bath. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the coach live on site. You know, that kind of thing. He living on campus. He living on campus. You know, they so small. You know what I'm saying? They, they the only thing in town. Look, he the basketball coach, the janitor, right. the, the AD. You know what I'm saying? So you, you push that storyline. Got three hats and get one paycheck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and people follow that. I think focusing too much on the Dukes and the Kentuckys and the Michigan States and UNC's not being there is a mistake. Enjoy the sport. Enjoy the sport. Push yeah. the sport. You know, look at NASCAR. Yeah. I think NASCAR is actually pushing the sport more and more where they probably are getting new viewership. I think they changed their marketing scheme. They have. They, they had to. I mean, now Michael Jordan's in NASCAR. An owner. You know what I'm saying? A majority owner you got, of, um, of a NASCAR team. Right, you got Bubba Watson in there. Uh, yeah, Bubba Wallace. Yeah. No, Wallace. I mean, yeah, Bubba Wallace in there. Ah, so you bring him up. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we remember, you know, the news in his garage right, and all that right, mess right. and all that mm-hmm. stuff last year. Right. You know, I, I bring that up to bring this up. So there wasn't a lot of viewership from the minority area, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, my, minority market. Right. That was watching, you know, golf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you get Tiger Woods. Right. Who, who you know, is a minority. You know, he was half Asian, half mm-hmm. black. Right. But he, he literally brought... Two demographics of viewership to the game of golf. Right. So you bring the Asian market, which is made up of billions of people, which mm-hmm. that worked out in, in uh, the PGA's right. uh, advantage. Mm-hmm. And then you get the you know the viewership from some black folks. Because right. I'm not gonna lie, before Tiger Woods, I didn't even I didn't play pay attention to golf. You got a lot of black people interested in playing golf. You had a lot of black people start enrolling in golf. Yeah. A lot of black people start doing a lot of things. Our spending now, power. Let me say this. I knew of black people that played golf. Of course. So I'm not no, saying no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. aunt played golf. Okay. My uncles played golf. No, but I'm saying that was well, I'm, 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 I'm not doing it. I'm just trying to bring up a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's not what we're saying. Yeah. But we're saying with the inception of Tiger into golf, yes. it brought, it brought more, more viewership, viewership yes. from those um, you know, demographics, you know, especially when you consider considering black people in golf. Yeah. You know, golf was always like... 
It was for the rich. Be, it, it's it on CBS, for, and I be flicking. What do I mean? Just flick them. It was always for people who have money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So, yeah, I think Tiger Woods has done a lot to bring more eyes to golf. But think about this. He won, though. This is go yeah, that too. But this goes back to what I was saying. They pushed that storyline. Yes, and they did. They pushed that narrative. Fall in love with that storyline. Yeah. That's going back to what I was saying about the NCAA. You know, when you have something, push that storyline. Yeah. You know, like going back uh, to Bubba. That, yeah, that was my whole correlation right. with this thing. I got you, bro. Yeah. Bring it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tag team back again. <laughs> Scoop dance. <laughs> Hey, my little girl on that commercial, she come in dancing at you. That is stupid. Hey, that commercial. But going back to what, what you were saying with Bubba, um, and even what I was saying too before, yeah. NASCAR is doing some things that's actually trying to bring viewership. They got rid of the Confederate flag. Yeah. And that was one. That was the biggest thing. That was the biggest move, right? And you know, so now people who are who were offended by that feel more welcome to come out and watch that. Now, here's the thing. Um, I got a I got a friend, white guy. Yeah, we had discussion about the Confederate flag, and you know, I'm not gonna go into all that about it. I'm just gonna bring. I'm just using a portion this for a point. Mm -hmm. Um. And so we had a discussion about that, and in his in his eyes, he didn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. So the reason why I brought that up is because I'm not saying that everybody that was in NASCAR waving that flag were racist. Yeah. They were just like he was. They didn't understand a lot of the, the history nuances of behind yeah. why people of color didn't like that. And so to take that out was like, you know, a olive branch to bring other people in. Now, you have to. I think. I think as entertainment um, venues like NASCAR, you have to recognize that and say, okay, this is bigger than that because mm-hmm. we can bring more eyes, more demographics, yeah, which brings more dollars into our sport. Yeah, because the end goal is the dollars. Right. Yes, you know what I'm saying. That's that's what it is. Yeah, we're not going you know to ignore that. And you have, right, you have yeah. to. Let's not ignore the executive of these sports. You have to realize that I'm not saying you have to cater to everything and everybody because some things you're not going to be able to cater to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're not going to make everybody happy. But when when there's something like a small gesture like that that can bring you in more viewership, mm-hmm. you know, or more owners like uh, like Jordan being in there. Yeah. You know, not, imagine you bring more owners. You don't have to necessarily be black owners. Just more owners from different demographics. Yeah, they may bring other viewership. Now, people will watch NASCAR because Jordan's in it now. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Michael Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Oh, let, let's, let's let's see what Jordan doing. Hey, you know what? I might go front. I watched the Daytona 500. Yesterday. So I'm saying. See what I'm saying? So it's like those things you have to realize. I ain't, ain't watched old day. Anything long as hell. <laughs> it's long. And they had a five-hour rain delay. <laughs> I so so it's still on there. <laughs> <laughs> but they had the rain light and they finished up. Right. So I watched the last I've seen uh, probably like I saw like maybe the last uh eighty laps. Mm-hmm. But then the excitement when you get to the final lap or right. if, you know mm-hmm. you know and with the commentating the commentating helps because it, it, they're they're educating at the same time. Right. Which, you know, you may not always get with the NFL mm-hmm. or the NBA. Right. The NASCAR industry is literally trying to get viewers, so they're explaining, and you really think about it, it's, it's, it's almost a team effort, but you still mm. have solo, uh, you know, accolades. Right. You know, like, um, there's certain teams with the certain sponsors and mm-hmm. the, uh, mm-hmm. the owners that, right. that own right. the cars. Mm-hmm. Man, hey, but I mean, that shit expensive, bro. <laughs> I, I had a guy, so I had a guy stay across the street from me. Yeah. And he was in the stock car racing. Yeah. And, you know, he was backed by Tommy Hearns, and they had money and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, I would go there and see the cars. And that kind of got me a little bit into, oh, what, 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 let me see that. Yeah. Looking at the car and all that stuff. And I'm like, noisy. Yeah. He started, it'd be three o'clock in the morning. You see. But, you know, I would say 
I was lucky enough to kind of see that from a hands-on yeah. standpoint. Um, now, I want to say this. Uh, yesterday was the uh, anniversary of the death of Dale Earnhardt. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. And, Everybody you know, threw the threes on lap three. Right. Yeah. And um, so since 2001, I think it was, yeah. and his death, you know, NASCAR made uh, safety changes Changed to the game. Oh, yeah. And so those safety changes prevented deaths. I think they said they haven't had any deaths since then. It's been a minute. So I think that right there should be applauded for NASCAR. Well, I mean, you lose an, an iconic Because he was face. Superman when it came to NASCAR. I mean, I knew who he was. Everybody and knew And I didn't even watch NASCAR. Everybody knew you know who Dale Earnhardt was. Dale Earnhardt, you knew the glasses and, and the mustache. You knew it's because it's because they marketed a image and they marketed a winner, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying with Bubba Wallace for him to be in this moment. Mm-hmm. He, I'm not saying he has to win to make this seem legit, right? You know, for minorities to probably. Um, he was in the. Was he finished seventeenth? I think. Yeah. He, well, he, like in the middle of the pack. Well, no, because he got in that last, like that last little um, big car pile up at, right, the, at the end right, of the uh, right. final lap. Mm-hmm. Um, because pretty much the um, the final lap ended on caution, mm-hmm. um, and so um, it was like it was a crazy wreck, bro. Like I'm like, damn, like flames, like right. now imagine, imagine they didn't end it and haven't put those safety, safety protocols in there. You could have had some some tragic deaths yeah. there. Because these guys are going 200 miles per right. hour, bro. I think it was like three point or two point something G-forces, something like that. I can't remember the exact number, but it's, it's a lot of force they, they experience in those cars. And, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, these guys literally can die every right. time they go out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nuts. Right. It's a game of chicken. Game of chicken. <laughs> But, but yeah. I mean, it's interesting because it had a little drama. Even golf had a little drama. Guy walked off on a on a thirty three foot eagle putt. Mm-hmm. Like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, and it goes back to your your storyline of marketability. Mm-hmm. So, but the the common denominator is people winning. Right. Tiger Woods won. He brought eyes from the Asian demographic, from mm-hmm. the black demographic, mm-hmm. but he won. He made it legit that. That you don't always have to look like the norm to be dominant, right? You know, same with Serena. Yeah, you know, she brought eyes to tennis, right? Because what she did, and, v- and Venus, because Venus was winning before Serena, right? And so they did the same thing, bringing eyes to the sport, but they won. Bubba is going to bring eyes to the game of NASCAR, right? But to to like solidify it, to to literally put that the nail. And, 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 like, hammer it down. Mm-hmm. He needs to win. Right. And and that'll that'll flood the gates open for viewership for NASCAR to get different eyes. What's the, what's, what's the biggest spending dollar in America? Black money. Mm-hmm. You want to get your hands on that money? I'm not saying that, like, maneuver some shit around to make sure Bubba <laughs> wins. No, That's not what I'm right, saying. right, right. But it'll be very beneficial to them to make sure Bubba is a winner. Uh, I mean, just if you just market, market, market it right, I think that's all you really need. Because I mean, you'd be like the Dale Junior, right? You know, because Dale Dale Junior ain't win a lot. He ain't win a lot, but, but people know who he was. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If you didn't know NASCAR, you still knew about Dale Earnhardt Junior. Yep. So that's it's really about marketability. I, right. I don't think, and not to say winning won't help, but I think it's more about the marketing of it, the marketing of him, the marketing of NASCAR. Yeah. And like I said, I I like I've seen some commercials. I like I like that. Mm-hmm. I like what they're doing because you no, know, so NASCAR is pushing the NHL. They need to do the same they need thing. To, they need to do the same thing because you don't really. I think about now. Nah, I don't watch a lot of TV like I used to. Yeah. So, but I, I even think about. Even like ads that I do see, I don't see a lot of NHL ads. No. Even when the big "quote unquote" big games happen, you don't see a lot of push for those big games like you do with the NBA, like you do with uh, MLB, like you do with NFL. When when October come around, you know it's playoff time for baseball. Base, yeah, you know what I'm saying because you hear it about all the time. Yeah, you hear about the in, in the, uh, the uh, All Star game. You hear about those things. 
And that's your hard start it's coming funny, again? Very seldom here. And it's funny that you brought up baseball because the way that I see their market, their players mm-hmm. from the NHL, mm-hmm. you get more of their young stars, your young phenoms that have different personalities. Like uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm-hmm. for San Diego. He's on the Gatorade commercials. Right, right. Bryce Harper have done mm-hmm. commercials, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. Um, even just, you know, pushing their product on their video games, like MLB The right. Show. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're doing stuff like that to still draw in eyes, even if it's through the video game, but... You know what I'm saying? They're marketing their players, right. their personalities. Right. I think with NHL, yeah. the only ones, I mean, besides Gretzky, I know they did a lot of commercials outside of, you know, being in Edmonton, outside being in L.A. Yeah. You know, it was Gretzky. Um, like, for me, only only commercial I was seeing hockey players in Local commercials like here yeah. where we at now. When, when I was in Detroit, I was seeing Eiserman doing commercials and some other people doing commercials. But I was local to Michigan. Yeah, you know uh, some of the um, the Hurricanes. I see them do local stuff yeah, here I mean, to North Carolina. Yeah, but you don't really see national commercials. The Stanley Cup too. <laughs> oh yeah, see that helps. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, when it, when it cures a lot of shit, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, it does. But yeah, um, so I think that marketing helps with a lot of that stuff, man. Yeah. But now I think it's time for our the point everybody likes. Oh yeah, the one that we all been waiting for. Yeah, we got some. Well, you know what? I think you got some because I'm good. I'm feeling good. You know, <laughs> I got. It's been a week since Super Bowl, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all drained. Yeah, I'm, drained <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Say it with your chest. Little ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> to get it off your chest. Melly Mel, you got some on your chest. I'm good this week. You good this week? Yeah. All right, I'm going to get mine off my chest. Yeah, ride with it, big boy. So here's the thing. I've been hearing a lot about this Urban Meyer situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, him breaking in Doyle and people been talking back back and forth. Why would he do that? You know, and, and talking about oh, Urban Meyer made a mistake. You know, and I can't see how he made this mistake. But here's the problem I see. A mistake is an event. I think what he had was a character flaw. Mm. And there's a difference between a mistake and a character flaw. A character flaw is a lifestyle that creates a toxic environment. A mistake requires forgiveness where a character flaw requires boundaries in some cases and in other cases total elimination. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because when you look at like philosophy about character flaw, about virtue, you think about Aristotle and his um and his virtual theory, and he brought and he kind of bring up the idea of, you know, we have this innate ability to be good. And it, you know, the analogy is if you have a knife a sharp knife does what's supposed to do with cuts when it's dull, you either sharpen it or you get rid of it. You know, Peeper talks about uh, virtue from a standpoint of it is something that's in us. It's a, something that makes a man fit and able to do what he's created to do. Now, tie that back into Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer didn't make a mistake. Urban Meyer showed his character flaw. Mm. And that right there requires either total elimination of that, Mm. you know what I'm saying, or it requires him to have some kind of boundaries in between whatever he showed, the person he had a uh, conflict with. Mm. So here's the thing. When you look at him from Florida. Aaron Hernandez. Right. Ignoring that. Ignoring that. When you look down at the stuff that happened in Ohio State. Ignoring the domestic uh, abusing coach. Right. Though it doesn't see that, it doesn't show that there's any kind of elimination there. Mm. That character flaw still exists. I see a trend. Right. There's a trend going on. Mm. There's a pattern here. Wow. So when you're talking about, well, maybe he might have learned his lesson, he hasn't eliminated the flaw yet. Burn, burn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The flaw still exists. 
question is raised. The organ, <laughs> so the question is raised. Preaching to him, bro. Will, is Aaron Meyer, I mean, Urban Meyer, is Urban Meyer going to be a success in the NFL? I think Exhibit A has already been shown with Doyle. Mm. And what it shows is pointing back to past transgressions. Past mistakes. I'm going to go about to use mistake. Past character flaws. You know what I'm saying? Where <laughs> there's nothing changed there. Mm-mm. So if he's bringing that same toxicity to Jacksonville, to Jacksonville, yeah. and now you, now you didn't put a wall up between your minority players. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, your black players because they the majority of the league. So your your black players. Yeah. Or even the white players who see what you did as wrong. Yeah. You didn't put a wall up already right there. Mm. So now coming in, you coming in, you already came in with the air of mystery. Like, is he going to be good? How was he going to be like? Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't show. So many question marks now, already. Now you, didn't show, <laughs> you didn't showed your joker. You yeah. showed your ace already. We seen your hand. Yeah, yeah. no more spades, you know, bro. Oh, you out of spades, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you just showed your hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, am I saying that he can't make a 360? Yeah. The opportunity for anyone to change is always, always there. Yeah. You know, let's go back to what I said, what Aristotle said, and how people talk about virtue. The ability to do right is in each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. It's an innate ability to do right. So, yeah, the opportunity is there, but he doesn't show an affinity to lean towards the opportunity to change. I hear you. So, the, I'm not going to say that I, I convict him yet. Yeah. Uh, but the case is going tighter and tighter on Urban Meyer. marks keep getting you know, bigger. Urban bigger. Meyer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. But for me, he's not passing the eye test. No, already. Yeah, he's uh, already not passing the eye test. His downfall is this is the NFL. Right. You don't get to re- you don't get to recruit and handpick all your talent. Right. You gotta deal with what's there. You gotta deal with what's there. <laughs> and, and hopefully and they see, can You're not dealing with seventeen to um, twenty year old dealing kids. with men trying you're to dealing with grown men yeah. who not looking like you deal with college players, they're looking into a standpoint, well, I don't want to mess up this opportunity to yeah. get my bag. They got their bag. You know? So they're not looking. So you have you have a different approach that you have to use with them. They don't question you. Yeah. You know, like before, you was their emperor. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I can't go against him now. It's like, you know, we give you respect as you show us respect. Hey, the NFL is more like, I think coach. Some coaches need done this. That's why they have certain disciplinary problems mm-hmm. in the NFL. Right. Because now the talent is necessary. At the NFL, you mm-hmm. need me. <laughs> right, you have to have me. You have to have me. <laughs> right, because we we are direct connection to your job, to your success. <laughs> you know, now it's not to say that it's not. losing in college didn't yeah. affect coach's job, but in college you can lose longer in some cases, you know, than in the NFL. NFL one or two years, you know, sometimes yeah, you gotta. Yeah. That's it. You ain't producing. Um, Hello, as Doug Peterson. As Doug Peterson. I was a Super Bowl winning coach <laughs> three years ago. Right. And you fired me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I mean, look at, you know, so you look, you can go, we can go down the line. Yeah, you can go down the line. And name coaches. So Urban Meyer needs to get his thing together. Hit it again, Saints. Say it with your chest, <laughs> little ass nigga. Hey, that was a good segment. <laughs> that was good. You brought up some real valid points, man, because, I mean, that, 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 I hit it on, on my midnight episode. Mm-hmm. I had to talk about it because I'm like, this is crazy. Right. Anyway, everybody, we thank y'all for joining. Appreciate you. Um, another episode of IOW Sports. Right. It was our 27th episode. Mm. Man, we, we, we grinding. Mm. We grinding, We grinding. We getting up there. <laughs> um, of course, go over to www.ioftenwonder19.com. Yeah, right. Check out all the information we got going on. Um, Philip Riddick, Arbop, Danny mm-hmm. Cooks, Melly Mel, Detroit Mel over here. He got a uh, bonfire, Jay with Collection. Right, right, right. Of course, Black Bar Watts is our sister, Lex Bubble. We still uh, loving on you, sis. Um, take care of your little situations. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we, we got your back. Holler right. at us anytime. You know that. 
Uh, y'all can holla at her for your sweet treats. Millie J sweet treats. Get all your red velvet cake, pound cake, chocolate cake, <laughs> all that goodness, all the sweetness. Right. And, of course, in the triangle area, holla at your boy, MattMax.net, for all your catered needs. Um, that's going to conclude an episode. Be be nice, generous, loving, caring to each other out there, world. Peace. We out. Chill.